Hey everyone, and welcome to And the Award Goes To. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rudoy. Rocky. And JT, you nope. nailed it. Dap. You did it. You did And the Award Goes To. You said it with a I, I did. I did. I'm so proud of you. I was good, but I was like ready to jump somewhere else, and you were like, you cut me off, so that, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. All right, and you can jump now. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Rocky, what did we see this week? We saw a uh, Good Time. And who is it directed by? Uh, the Bashi Brothers? The... Uh... What were their names? It started uh, with an S, didn't it? Um, the the Sa- Sa- Saggy Brothers. Saggy? Safty? Yeah. Safty. Sa- um, Benny and Josh Safty. Gotcha. And who was it written by? Um, it was written by Josh Safty and let me get the other writer's name. I'm ill prepared. Uh, uh, it was written it by Josh sure. Safty and Ronald Bronstein, who who wrote another, that, another movie with them. Oh, okay. But yeah. that's right. So one of the direct it was directed by two people. Are they they actually bro- yeah. actually brothers? Yeah. Okay, and, and one of the and one of the brothers helps write it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Ben and Josh Safty, Benny, or I guess he goes by Benny because he's credited as Benny in the, in the oh, film. Okay. Um, yeah. He acts in it. Uh huh. He's he's one of the main characters in the film. Yeah. And Josh wrote it, and they also both had uh, hands in like editing and in music or different yeah. things their names kept on popping up yep. so they had their hands on a lot of different things in the film and who was in it uh robert panson jennifer jason lay uh benny that, that was the like girlfriend wasn't it yeah the, okay yeah, yeah. she uh, looked familiar and I, the name popped up and it looked familiar too i just couldn't like yeah. remember exactly who it was ben safty and, and some other people um i think i think there was uh there's somebody else in there i saw but I don't know who it was. Somebody like very familiar. In that film. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was a. Um, so it's kind of a. I don't know about the budget. It's kind of a low budget. Kind of a like we talked about it in the movie, like a step step up above indie because it's a twenty four. Yeah, uh, yeah, a twenty four productions. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, so explain like it did some. You know a little bit more about the backstory of the movie. Like you, you're the one that brought it to my attention, so we went and saw it. What's what's kind of the backstory of it? Well, this has been one of my uh, more anticipated films since I saw the preview. Um, I saw the preview whenever I want to saw it. it comes at night earlier, which is another a twenty four. Oh, okay. Um, distributed film. i've really been wanting this no wait a minute what's the one okay not it comes at night what's the one with the blind dude don't uh, breathe oh, yeah don't breathe i've been wanting that to see that, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah i've been wanting to see that um but anyways so i saw this preview like oh that looks really interesting uh, most of the preview i didn't even realize that was rob pattinson yeah he looks different in this movie yeah it looks very different i mean i just haven't seen him in anything really. yeah I, I, I've like for a while yeah, either, i haven't so. seen the twilight movies or anything like that so i've seen all of them oh have you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah uh we'll get more on him later so i was pretty excited about it i didn't hear anything about it for a while mm-hmm. and i guess it premiered at cans and apparently it blew the top off is it like, cans you know, or canes cans isn't it? i think because that's um i always say cans but I'm just i thought it was canes that's uh i'm pretty sure the florida project the thing we saw the preview for mm-hmm. that i think that was like had a big run cans, there also. or something yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's where all the independent yeah independent sounds good but um it was uh, selected to compete for the Palme d'Or in the main competition selection at the 2017 Cannes Film Festival. Wow. And it was really good. Uh, so I was really excited about it. I've been keeping an eye on it, trying to wait to see when it's going to come out, when it's come out. And it got a limited release a couple of weeks back on the 11th. Yep. Um, and then it came out the following week. And then it finally came out this week. So I was like, yes! How'd you like it? It came out. 
I loved it. I, yeah. I really did. Yeah, I really loved it. I it was, it. yeah, it was good. It was, I went into it kind of blind. I just yeah. knew about it from you, so it's I was like, all right, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how I like, that's how I enjoy going into movies mm-hmm. in general. When I took some film studies classes back in college, my teacher would pass out, like, this is what we're watching next week. And if it didn't require me doing, like, homework, I wouldn't fucking look at it. I'd yeah, be like, right. I don't want to fucking know what the movie is. I want to, like, see it and not know anything about it. Sometimes, you know, you can, it, like, we watched Jaws one time, Reservoir Dogs, so of course I fucking know about those. Because it was independent at one point. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we'd watch other stuff, though, and it would be, like, smaller stuff that yeah, I wouldn't right. know. So I'd be like, yeah, I won't look up anything about it, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, right, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what, uh, you know, that's why you always get more joy out of independent films because most independent movies I see, like this is like, like we said, one step above like going to indie theater and yeah. saying, but I'm um, like, ones that are in indie theaters and stuff, um, are like, usually mm-hmm. I don't watch a preview before I just go and see it because I trust the guy that runs the indie theater. No, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going blind. I usually end up enjoying what, what he shows. That's cool. Just cause I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I've noticed that definitely enhances a lot of my viewing stuff. So even mm. with like TV you're shows, just waiting like, for beats. Yeah, anymore. exactly. It's like even with just like TV shows or whatever. If I'm watching like Better Call Saul or Supergirl or Game of Thrones, like any of my weekly kind of things, when I usually DVR it, and so when I get to the end of the episode on the DVR, I immediately switch it off because I don't want to see the next week on. Like I don't want to fucking know anything. Sure. I turn it off, and I've noticed since I've been doing that probably for the past year, and mm-hmm. since I've started doing that, I've no noticed my enjoyment of the show going up a little bit right. more because I don't have this stuff in my head about like, Oh, that's supposed to happen next weekend. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Hell's blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't have any expectations. So it's sure. been, cause I'm, I'm sure, especially something like game of Thrones where it is now, they're probably showing all kinds of stuff in the previews yeah. and just like dragons flying around yeah. and all kinds of bullshit. I didn't watch it so. next week on this, this, this week. I didn't watch the uh, yeah. next time on. Cause so. tomorrow is the, uh, or not tomorrow, yeah, but Sunday tomorrow. is the finale for yep. season Seven. Seven? Yeah. Seven. But yeah, this isn't a fucking Game of Thrones podcast. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it, does. it does matter. It does, because it's amazing. What do you have for news? Uh, Man, I'm ill-prepared right now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I got her from my shit. I, I, I did the I, same I, thing as usual, too. I had to text I, I got, Megan and be like, hey, loss update. Like, <laughs> I, I got someone on the bus with that. And I had the director's like names of mind everything. Then he asked us, like, freeze up um, well we were talking about this guy so i'm just gonna throw this this is really movie news but it's a director that's developing something but yeah. uh james gunn is developing a starsky starsky and hutch tv show reboot so um, i was never a big starsky and hutch fan but yeah, yeah. We'll, see, we'll see what happens with um, it. this will be the first time that's got rebooted since they did that comedy film based on the property what is that 2003 2004 whatever it was but he's looking to bring it back to um become like what the show used to be like um two of his brothers are also going to be heavily involved in it as well cool um, i know one uh you're talking about james gunn's brother right because one of them's like always an extra in, like, yeah sean movie, but it? sean isn't the yeah. one that's uh involved i think he's one of four i think his other two brothers are working i'm trying to find it oh okay yeah i can't let me see Trying to be really quiet, my fucking water bottle here, and it's oh, probably picking sorry. up. Sorry, his his his, his his brother Brian Gunn and cousin Mark Gunn are huh. also said to be working on the script alongside him. So I guess oh, okay. it's a whole like Gunn family is yeah. like. And you said that's a you said that's a TV a show, TV reboot okay. of uh, Starskin Hodge. He's trying to bring it to the uh, to this generation. Cool. By no popular demand. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we sometimes get things we don't ask for, and sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're what the fuck ever. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. uh, 
Let's see. I don't care. I like. I don't know why I saved some of this because I don't give a shit about any of it. Oh, here we go. Uh, Stranger Things season two coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Hasn't even been released yet, and it's already confirmed for a season three. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I also heard that they say though um, about four seasons of the storyline is all they want to do. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah, because they they could have just did one. <laughs> they could have just could've. did the first season, and that would have been fine. Yeah, Stranger Things as an anthology series would have been incredible. Right, exactly. Um, uh, you like Drew Goddard at all? That name is really familiar. Um, Drew Goddard was uh, the producer he... and writer of Daredevil. Oh, okay, the, the yeah. Netflix series of Daredevil, and he Who... was also uh, wrote the screenplay for The Martian. Oh, okay. Stuff. But um, he's making his. Uh, I think this may be his first directorial debut. Um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, Chris Hemsworth and Jeff Bridges are being eyed for it. Okay. Um, I guess there's not a lot of details with the film. The film is a 1960s set thriller that takes place in Lake Tahoe. Ooh. The most details regarding the plot are currently under wraps. It will center around an old hotel filled with questionably motivated characters. So it sounds like almost like a hateful later. Yeah. The thing or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. You know, nice. It's like, oh, we're in one place, <laughs> we can't trust each other, you know, type of uh, story. Yeah. So, um, That'll be cool. So things are going to be coming up with that. Um, he also, uh, this will be the second time he's teamed up with Hemsworth because he also co-wrote Cabin in the Woods with Joss Whedon. Oh, nice. So, I fucking love that movie. So, uh, yeah. I've got some, uh, so jumping on that Joss Whedon train real quick. Did you see the news about Joss Whedon over this past week or I something? I didn't read anything about it, but I've, I've seen headlines, so please explain. <laughs> okay, so uh, I I saw headlines at first, too, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Right. And then I actually went and read the stuff, and I was like, oh, oh shit. So, like, Joss Whedon, everyone knows him as this, like, geeky, like, funny, like, feminist-friendly kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He writes a lot of, like... I'm not too familiar with all of his work, but or I know. Or so we thought. <laughs> or so we thought. <laughs> um, he's he's written. He's responsible for doing some like pretty powerful Women female characters. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer being the epitome of it. Like, Dollhouse. Yeah, Dollhouse. Um, he did Firefly, which has a few some, female. Characters, yeah, it does. It? Yeah, but it's not. I think it's mostly centered around the main like Malcolm. Nathan Fillion's yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but eventually. So apparently, what happened was years ago. I guess. Um, Joss, my computer got really fucking loud. Hopefully it quiets down in a second. Um, So basically what happened was, like, I guess Joss Whedon and his wife got divorced, like, I don't know, years ago. Something like that. Sure. And apparently it was because of infidelity on his part, where he had had multiple affairs uh, outside of the knowledge of his wife, like there, there wasn't anything where they were they like, yeah, they weren't yeah, fucking they were, swingers or anything. Or sing, swinging around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure. they weren't polyamorous or anything like that. No, he was. Uh, I, I think I, one of the first ones occurred on like the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh wow! Yeah, and so he was like sleeping with multiple women on the side, and like while his wife didn't know about it the whole time, and then I guess within the past six or seven years, or maybe in the past decade. Uh, it was revealed slash I think he like I think he was responsible for revealing it like he fessed up to it and so they realized they couldn't do anything with that relationship with that being there now so they decided to get a divorce. Sounds and... like you're just empowering them. <laughs> yeah, empowering the women with <laughs> his dick, <laughs> with his <laughs> feminist dick. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was doing. Uh, 
Uh, so, like picture them up at the bars. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, here to empower you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> no. Uh, so he did that. He so him and his wife. That's kind of a sleazy move already. Sure. Him and his wife uh, got a divorce, and I guess she's held it in for a really long time. And then for some reason recently, I shouldn't say for some reason. It's something about like maybe her. It's helping her cope with it because she's she's suffered a lot from this. Like she's stayed at home and she's very much supported Joss and like his ventures and like LA and the cinema, like just everything, the the film business and all this stuff. Yeah. She has been very supportive of it. And so she's held on to this crap for a really long time. And then she, I guess recently wrote an essay about it and it got published and blew up and went everywhere. And of course the main reason I wrote it off in the beginning, cause it started out with all these clickbaity titles, like, Joss Whedon's ex-wife writes scathing art essay about blah, blah, blah. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Trying to get people to click. And so I went and, like, clicked and read. <laughs> I went and read an article. For the longest time, I didn't. I was just like, no, I really look up to and respect Joss Whedon. I gotta go find this out. And so I actually went and found an article about it. And then I went and read the essay itself. And she's... I feel, like, really bad for her. Yeah. She, uh... Yeah, she, the only thing that, like, is kind of, an, like, it kind of sucks that she, she talks, like, a lot of shit about him, but at the same time, like, she kind of deserves to talk all that shit, because she was completely and 100%, like, taken, like, taken advantage of, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't know what was going on, and she had this huge thing that ruined her whole life, like, hid from her. And so Joss Whedon, the whole thing being is that, like, a lot of people are like, fuck, Joss Whedon, like, isn't the feminist hero. Like, he's not, he's not spotless. He's not blame. Like, he's, he's fucked up. And I mean, that's whatever, you know, we're all human, so we all fuck up. But it is, it is unfortunate to see, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Personally, some of my respect for Whedon has went down after finding this out. I don't think it really in any way hinders his ability to write strong female characters, but it does kind of suck that he's it's like all research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with all those women, just research, <laughs> he went and slept with all women. Yeah, he's like, oh, so this is what's make, what makes <laughs> a strong woman. Or, oh, yeah, this is what makes a woman strong. Yeah. The same. yeah, they're all different. Yeah. They're all like a different flower. Exactly. <laughs> he's uh, I I still like his work and everything, but no, he's it's unfortunate that he went and fucked up like that. Yeah. And, I mean, we're all yeah. humans, so we make mistakes, but he carried this one out for a really long time yeah. and it affected Sounds more like than it. just him. Like it affected his whole family. He's even, uh, refused to respond to the essay. Now, by, but, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. But he's, like, he's, Oh yeah. Well, yeah, she's a bitch. So, <laughs> that's you can say. He's, he's, he's being super mature about it. The only thing he did say was that, uh, while there are some inaccuracies in the essay, he's basically owned up to it. He's like, he's like, there are some inaccuracies, but I'm not going to respond to anything out of respect for my wife and my children or my ex-wife and my children. So he's like, it wasn't 20 women. It was around 19. <laughs> she got that one. Yeah. She's exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> no, he's, um, no, it just, it sucks. Like that was, that was a huge thing that happened. And a lot of people online of, I mean, some people are taking it, taking huge advantage of yeah. it and being like, fuck Joss Whedon and blah, blah. It's like, the fuck ever. It's just like, like most film stuff. Like you see a star come out, someone you look up to, and yeah, so it happens out, a lot. You're gonna yeah. lose respect. It just, yeah. it's just gonna happen. Yeah, it, yeah. it does. It does happen. Um, but yeah, I felt I. Yeah, it it sucks. Well, it's it's happy uh, to have you in the James Gunn camp now. What's that? It's happy to have you in the James Gunn camp now that you. <laughs> now that Josh yeah, Josh Whedon's out of there. I got to find someone else for it. So I guess it's, <laughs> we're happy to have. I guess you. it's James Gunn. <laughs> 
Now we're going to let you borrow Slytherin <laughs> Super. Yeah, so I'll finally fucking watch them, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that there? Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, man. You still it's, like Whedon? I, I, I still enjoy his writing. I don't yeah. think it has an effect on his, like, writing or drawing exactly, style. But just yeah. as a person, like, it's just like anybody that... I'm trying to think of a good example that kind of that that I really looked up to. Then like something came out, I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm. Like like for instance, like one of my favorite actors is Brad Pitt. Oh, okay, right? but like he's always in the tabloids. Like him and like his relationship with Angelina. Yeah, and, like before that, Aniston and like what he's doing now or whatever. But I still love him as an actor, so I never like hold against him. So I never really think. Yeah, about it. yeah. But things like Ben Affleck, like, like that's like a perfect example. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. All that shit came out about him before, like, during him and Jennifer Garner's, like, separation about his, like, how he was addicted to gambling and, like, uh, okay. he was being unfaithful and, like, yeah. strippers and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, everybody likes that stuff. No, like, yeah, like, <laughs> um, well, fuck, if I was Ben Affleck, that's what I'd be doing no, too. No, yeah. I felt really bad for uh, Jennifer Garner and everything like that. And, you know, yeah. he came out, I was like, oh, man, that sucked. And then you see pictures of Ben Affleck now, like, paparazzi posts, they catch him. They even make memes of it. He's just, like, yeah. always, like, a stress. He's, like, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. He just looks like he's not even human anymore. Yeah. He's like, ugh. Like, I'm still alive. Why? Yeah. So, I mean, but I still enjoy his, his work, you yeah. know? So I don't really hold it against him so much. I still, like, kind of look back and I'm like, no, you're not that great of a guy. Yeah, but. yeah. It is something that I kind of struggle with, though, where it's, like, especially with artistry, is how do you separate the... It's it's how do you separate the artist from the person? And then sometimes if you should, because like, even though this is a huge hit for me, cause I love Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon was like one of the guys I really looked up to, like pursuing my own like writing and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's separate. Like, I still think he's an awesome writer and everything. And I just think he's a shitty person, but there's almost like, and I know he's got like consequences in his own personal life with his family and everything, but it's like, I don't think I can change the world just by myself, but fuck, like, what do you do with something like that? Like, how do you, how's a way that you, how, how is there a way that you can show an artist that you don't support them? And right. how do you go about that? Or do you just try to separate the artistry from the artist itself mm-hmm. and enjoy Like, I mean, I know it's like Joss Whedon isn't going to give a fuck if I'm like, you know what, Joss Whedon? I was really looking forward to Justice League, but you fucked up. So now I'm not watching anything. But like, what does that do? Like, it doesn't do anything. Like, me alone. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, money doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't do anything. But at the same time, I feel like it's that kind of whole like thing where maybe if everyone showed a little bit more interest in issues like this and showed a little bit more disapproval and stuff instead of just being like oh joss whedon i don't like what he did but i'll still watch it like if people were more vocal about it like maybe i mean shit people got vocal just about uh do you remember like the avengers age of ultron thing where Mm -hmm. like the black Black widow Widow yeah the black widow stuff came out and he was just like yeah but people like threw a fit about it and he literally couldn't take it he was like God, I'm, yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm leaving Twitter. Like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Uh-huh. And he like left Twitter because of that. So I mean, I know that with this, with this such a blurry line between you know the consumer and the artist now and this generation, I know that our outrage can affect the artists. Right. I just, you know, it's it's a it's a weird spot to be in to be like, you know, I really like the work they do, mm-hmm. but I want to express some kind of disapproval in some way to make it feel like I'm not content with what they're doing or something yeah, but it's like sure. what the fuck do you do you're yeah. just like one guy <laughs> like yeah you're just yeah. like all right well that sucks but yeah. whatever not, so. not everybody can be a hugh jackman or a paul rudd yeah <laughs> which are known as like two of the nicest guys in hollywood yeah They're like 
like super faithful apparently yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's, yeah. And stuff like that but besides yeah, that sucks. so yeah that yeah. sucks but so what good. are you gonna do <laughs> James Gunn says the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will set up the next 20 years of the MCU. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, it'll be set after um, Avengers 1 and 2, and Guardians 3 will be like setting up like everything that's going to be taking place after that. He also said that Guardians 3 previously will be the last movie with this team of Guardians. Okay. So I guess there's going to be big ramifications within these Avengers films that the Guardians are in, as well yeah, as... Yeah, Avengers uh, 3 and 4. Yeah. 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 And another piece of news he said, if it's also in this one, yeah. His quote was, they also asked him about Nova, if Nova is going to show up. The Nova Corps already made an appearance, but there's a superhero known as Nova who's okay. part of the Nova Corps. Wait a minute. Uh, what the fuck is uh, Gamora's sister's name? Nebula. Nebula. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, isn't she Nova? What yeah. the fuck? No, there's okay. a Nova Corps, and Nova is a member of the Nova Corps. Gotcha. Which, of course, is the uh, Galactic Police. They're almost like they're Green Lanterns. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Um, huh. But he said, yes, definitely. Nova comes up occasionally as someone we might use. One of the things I'm doing with creating Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, it will take place after the next two Avengers movies and will help to set up the next 10, 20 years of Marvel movies. It's going to really expand the cosmic universe. We're going to be setting up new characters. It'll be the last movie of this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Um, he also said that Volume 3's soundtrack, um, the, the new mixtape, um, which is always a prominent one in each Guardians yeah. film, will be um, influenced by Yondu. So the okay. first two films have been Meredith's song choices because mm-hmm. these were the songs that she loved. Gotcha. Right? And uh, her communication to Peter. In Volume 3, the song choices will be Yondu communicating to Peter. Huh. Okay. So that spoilers for Guardians, I guess. But at the end, he gets a... Uh, zoom. Zoom from, <laughs> yeah. from Yondu's... Yeah. Uh, from, from Yondu. And it'll be, uh, I guess, songs that Yondu chose or that he reminds him of Yondu. Oh, okay. So, um, That'd be interesting. Yeah. So it's a cool, cool little touch. What, uh, what, what's a song you think that's going to be on there? Uh, Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say anything by Iron, by Iron Maiden, but okay. Probably some Iron Maiden. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, that would be the name. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's probably going to be like, a, I don't know, Hank Williams seems like, uh, Hank Williams. Yondu seems kind of like a Hank Williams the first type listener, okay, or like yeah. a Johnny Cash type person. Like there he seems go. like a Southern boy. Just Rucker, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know, so yeah, maybe that's just the Michael some Rucker type of part. country. <laughs> yeah, probably. Huh. Um, yeah. Speaking of comic book news, uh, you know the obvious Joker movie not being part of the DC. What the fuck? Well, the the fact of we haven't even talked about them just announcing this week that there will be a Joker movie. Yeah. First off. So yes, yeah. <laughs> this just in. There will be a Joker standalone. I don't know if it's origins movie, but it's a standalone. It's, movie. it's, it's going to be origin film. They oh, okay. Confirmed, which, which I think is completely uninteresting. Yeah, they don't need a Joker origin because the the whole thing about the Joker is that he's. You know, he's a complete mystery. Yeah, he's like that, a that, force of fucking nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like in the everybody brings up, what about the Killing Joke? It's like the least interesting part of the Killing Joke comic is the backstory, because as it goes yeah. on, that's not even his backstory. Like, that, yeah. that's not something that's a like it's a good rendition of who he is, mm-hmm. but it's not set in stone. That's what he is. Yeah, exactly. That's not his origin. Yeah, yeah, he's just like an agent of chaos. It's just, it's just that everything that he 
that he does in his mind, he thinks it's fine. Yeah. That's what's scary about him. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about him. It doesn't matter where he comes from because yeah. he's more of a force of nature more than anything. Yeah, he's he's more about who he his story is more about like who he is now and what's he what he's doing now as yeah. opposed to where he came from and why he's like like he's he is chaos incarnate he is yeah. he is randomness he doesn't there you you can build to that but i don't think you need to build to that there's yeah, right. we already have it it's if it's all about chaos in the first place you don't need an origin for chaos yeah, right it's, exactly yeah but besides that piece is that uh which I didn't catch. There's been like multiple articles for this, and I haven't yeah, read it. Any of them. In the eighties. Okay, I, I didn't catch that. What about is Jared Leto going to be doing it, or is it someone else? Uh, it's going to be somebody else. Okay, um, because like you mentioned, that this film is going to take place outside of the current. Uh, yeah, so I guess I, I hate that they're doing this. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of hoping that they're doing the Flash movie. They're going to push it back. And um, since it's going to be a flashpoint, we talked about this, yep. where it could be meshing different universes. What I'm yeah, hoping that they're doing is they're putting some standalone films out. Mm-hmm. And they're going to develop it and work it against the characters that they're making that are connecting to the Zack Snyder universe. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, these ones work better. Yeah. Or these ones work better. And then mesh all of it together. Then, like, Flashpoint will be for Yeah, that. the Flashpoint yeah. will just melt yeah. into one universe, yeah. which is kind of like a last-ditch effort, I feel. But the other somebody brought up a reviewer I listened to um, brought up that uh, he thinks it's very comic booky them having like two universes like these mm-hmm. are just like different directors and writers writing the same like characters yeah definitely get yeah. different perspectives on it just like yeah. different runs on a character but if that if that shows anything even though I think that's a good point if that shows anything or if comic book shows anything about that it shows that a lot of people get annoyed with so many different universes to keep up with. Like, it's fun to have these universes to play in. Mm-hmm. Like in, you know, the video game Injustice 2, where you can go into the multiverse, and, oh, this, ver- like, Earth 2578 has a uh, Swamp Thing going banana, so you have to stop him or whatever. Like, yeah, just, right. that, like yeah. it's fun to have spinoff stories real quick, but no one wants established multiple... That's why they did, like, Crisis of Infinite Earths and, like, all this kind of stuff, because, like... They came up with all this shit, and some of it was good, some of the majority of it was not so good, and so they tried to slim everything down and get it down to, like, a compact kind of thing, and so it just feels like the movies are the film industry is following what the comics have already yeah. learned from yeah. and they're like trying to jump into this, other, which isn't to say I'm not a big fan of standalone stories. I love... Uh, like batman earth one i love super like superman red sun like i love this kind of stuff like i i enjoy seeing different takes on characters and just like little shots of like i know who the character is so tell me this short story about sure. him. i love that kind of stuff but i don't need like fucking 20 movies developed in 20 different got, universes or whatever enough. like i i enjoy them i think they're fun yeah but I, I get fatigued so often on comic book movies and franchise films and yeah. everything. So just like, God damn, we're making another... Like, <laughs> I, I just don't care anymore. Like, yeah. they announced this and I couldn't give a shit less. People are freaking out. Like, happy and angry. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that just... I'm just in the middle just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I like, literally scrolled past these stories. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. A Joker origin story in the 80s. That's just Batman 1989. Oh, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the first Batman movie with, uh, was a or- Joker origin story that yeah. was in the eighties. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, 
<laughs> we already got it. What what does it matter? Like it yeah. doesn't matter. I, I it would I, be it would be cool to see the flashpoint thing yeah. though. If the if that idea is what Warner Brothers ends up going with, sure. which is developing all that stuff and then having flashpoint affect all of it, yeah. that would be really interesting. I'd I, be I'd be stoked yeah. to see something like that. I dig that Martin Scorsese's producing it. Yeah. Um and I like that uh the director choice is the director of uh, Hangover and War Dogs and stuff. I think he's got oh, okay. an interesting style and in the way he directs or <laughs> to his films. And then so. what about the news not news of Batman? <laughs> or it's like yeah. it's 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 standalone or it's like it's outside of the universe. Never mind, no it's not. Yeah, like, they can't decide that, what that it was, is. Well, it's not that they uh D C can't decide or anything, but people were confused by like what Matt Reeves, the director, was saying when he was like, Hey, it's they took his words out of context and they were like, Oh no, Batman's gonna be outside of the DC DCEU too. And then Matt Reeves is like, No, you fucking idiots. Like I actually I actually went and uh let's see. Also on top of news of them being like, Ben Affleck says he's not gonna be Batman. Oh like, yeah, all that shit. Said yeah. that and like, oh just just kidding. Yeah. Ben yeah, Affleck exactly. can't say anything at all, ever. <laughs> so uh so yeah, there's a there's a article it was literally from like the day before and it's like it's a standalone universe. It's not part of the extended universe. Affleck Batman film not part of DCEU, says director Matt Reeves. And then like the next day, fucking Matt Reeves was like Where is it at? Oh yeah. Yeah, in my comments from a while back about not being part... This is, like, from Matt Reeves' direct Twitter. Mm -hmm. He's like, in my comments from a while back about not being part of the DCEU, I was talking about the Batman being a story specifically about Batman. Just to be clear, of course Batman will be part of the DC universe. (laughs) Batman will be Batman. (laughs) So, like, that story was out for, like, a fucking day. Yeah, he was just using it as a generalization of... The Batman movie not featuring a whole bunch of DCEU Yeah, it's not going to be a DCEU like movie. Film. It's yeah, going to be a so Batman, Batman movie. movie that just happens. To just like Wonder Woman in the DCEU. Yeah, exactly. Just like Wonder Woman. Yeah, just like Wonder Woman. Exactly. Movie about Wonder Woman. Even so. though Bruce Wayne was kind of a part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, he They're definitely was. Yeah, um, but what yeah, I, I just I I don't care anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, don't, it's... I don't care. Like, <sighs> like it's that point where it's like it's not this. It's not that hard, Warner Brothers. It's not this hard. Yeah. Like, you're making it way more difficult than it needs they to be. Are, yeah. You just need to get, like, a team of, like, people that are like-minded on top of, you know, everything mm-hmm. and just figure it out. But, um, and then just... It's not like, that hard, DC. Figure it out, yeah, okay? That's all. It's, it's not that hard. Just, just you know, just do your make a multi-million, <laughs> multi-billion dollar movie franchise I mean, you guys with make... multiple actors and directors and writers and producers and just make it make sense. Yeah, I mean, It's not that a, hard. You run a goddamn... <laughs> You run the biggest, second biggest, uh, uh comic book company in the yeah. fucking world. You think like, they would have your goddamn business model? You have writers and you know. Well, I mean, but see, I'm saying this, but really, there's a lot of interference with Warner Brothers. That's the thing about that, Phil. It's not all in DC's hands. Warner Brothers and the oh, okay, studio yeah. is going to be like, oh well, you can only do this and do that. Yeah. So they're afraid of like. Just let them have creative freedom, it feels like. And only recently after the success of Wonder Woman, it feels like, oh, we got a little creative freedom. Yep. And now we're trying to figure out how to make up for things that people don't like in our previous films. And just, I just don't think it's the right way to go. Yeah. They're, so. it's taking a while. They're, uh, yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster for sure. It's, you got anything else? Um, two quick stories. Uh, last week we put a uh, movie pass. We mentioned movie pass. Oh, yeah. Um, AMC is already, um, banning movie pass customers. Really? In um, Denver and, uh, let me see, two places. 
Denver and Boston. Wow. Um, but at the same time, the theater chain has blocked e-tickets from being purchased at their Denver and Boston really theaters. So that's it's hurting their um, it's hurting their jeez general ticket sales yeah. because nobody's able to use e-tickets. But the just fuck? to completely cancel out movie pass altogether. <laughs> so they're they're like in order to fight against movie pass, they're completely lashing out against the digital age in yeah. general. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I, 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 I don't think it's a good idea. It's not. I don't think. I that, mean, Movie Pass, even though I don't it think would movie be, pass is a good idea. yeah, even though yeah. it would be a good deal, that's not a good idea either. But because you know, we talked about it last week, it'd fuck up the, it would, movie it would fuck up a lot in the movie industry yeah. of how stuff is, you know, made and distributed and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Why are they? Why are they doing? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. The uh, only other story I have is that uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot starts filming this fall. Oh, nice! It's not called. It's not a giant. It's not a Jay and Silent Bob reboot. The film is titled, titled Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Bob reboot. Yeah, and uh, it'll start filming this fall. Kevin Smith himself has revealed uh, the movie will unite Smith with Jason Mewes, serving as a belated sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. The plot will see Jay and Bob on a mission to Hollywood once more. This time, they're aiming to halt the production of Bluntman vs. Chronic, a dark and gritty reboot <laughs> that will pit their superhero doppelgangers against one another. So, uh, I think this is good news. I, I I love Kevin Smith's old work. Um, yeah, me too. But he Everything definitely kind of hasn't done anything State. good in, a, in quite a while. Yeah, Tusk and... Tusk. I haven't Yoga watched Hosers, Yoga Hoosers. Uh, Hopefully Moose Jaws won't happen. His whole <laughs> podcast. Right? He just needs to stop smoking weed for a little bit. <laughs> get his creative juices flowing again. Yeah, exactly. And, like, write something. And then, you know, because now he's just like, just sucks everything off. Yeah. I mean, he did that before. He did that like, when Phantom Menace came out and shit like that. It's like, come on, Kevin. Like, God damn it. Um, but, I, 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 find a, I find a simple beauty in his... In his uh, you know, Pat, his enjoyment of everything. Because it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is awesome. It's yeah. like, no, some of it's awesome. Some of it's garbage, but some of it's awesome. Yeah, good job, Kevin. I, I agree with his general idea of like, well, it's something we always wanted. Yeah. You know, as comic book fans, it's like, oh, it's something we wanted. It's something we wanted yeah. to see. And like, you told us 20 years ago or, you know, 15 years ago, whatever, that this was going to be what was happening. Be like, ah, no yeah, it would have been like bullshit. Yeah. yeah, but now it's like, holy shit, like, this is a thing. Like, yeah. This is happening. So I, I, I can see where he's coming from there. Just tired. Yeah, <laughs> just so tired. fair enough. I still, I still enjoy. I'm not completely run down with the, com- or the uh, superhero. Stuff I'm not. Yet, I mean, but... I'm still going to see. I'm still enjoy the film. Yeah, yeah. I, I still, I'm looking forward to. It, it is unfortunate long, though that like... when you look at you know a theater marquee or look online to see movies, though, it's either a franchise, mm-hmm. a superhero thing, or like a remake. Yeah, it's just right. like fuck. Like yeah. it's nice to see a film like today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, couple, couple more things. Uh, oh, yeah, so the Wonder Woman news I mentioned, you know, about superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. This, this is real quick. Apparently, James Cameron was like, hey, like, he kind of bashed it. Did you, did you see this? I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, he, like, kind of bashed it, and he was just like, eh, that's, she's a pretty superhero, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, my feminist, my feminist character was better, uh, Sarah Connor. Uh, yeah, Linda, Linda Hamilton, which... I don't like disagree. Linda Hamilton's fucking incredible, yeah, but for some reason he was like attributing like appearance to power and stuff. And Patty Jenkins uh, heard about it and she was just she fired back, which I thought she had a really good point. She was like, "Yeah, you can't like really make a wrong kind of powerful woman. 
It's like, what are you talking about? Like, right. <laughs> like she's like, yeah, she's pretty, but she's a f- she's a fucking goddess. Like yeah, she's right. she's Wonder Woman. She's like what the yeah, yeah, like what the fuck? Like she'll she's still a badass. She still like completely destroys. Like she's incredible. Just Cameron doesn't get an opinion. Yeah, exactly. She's making more. <laughs> it was like I was literally reading the article where he was talking about like bashing Wonder Woman, which is like one of if not the best like performing movie of this summer. And then right at the end of the article, it was like James Cameron is currently working on four other sequels to fucking. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Unfucking believable. It's like what the fuck ever. The man. franchise with no popular demand. <laughs> Some I, I I mentioned this before, I'll mention it till my fucking grave. I still have no earthly fucking idea how that is the top grossing film of all time. There is I'm I'm there's it no fan base. Yeah. Every everyone that I run into if if Avatar ever comes up, they're like either no, I haven't watched it or like yeah, it was all right. Or yeah. Like, there's no one. I, I don't know anyone that's passionate about yeah. it. Where, where is this drive I coming from? Anybody <laughs> dressing up like Avatar characters? Yeah. At what are they called? Or... The Navi or whatever? Is... Yeah. 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 Fuck. It's just Pocahontas. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, um. One other thing. Godless Netflix brings Steven Soderbergh's epic western with a feminist twist. Mm-hmm. Um. We just saw his. We just reviewed his film. Yeah, last Logan week. Lucky last week. So. Mm-hmm. Michelle Michelle Dockery as Alice Fletcher is an outcast and witterer who knows how to handle a shotgun. Word word reaches the word the worn <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a fucking it's a tongue twister. Yeah. Word reaches a the worn down, isolated mining town of LaBelle, New Mexico, governed mainly by women, that the criminal Griffin, Jeff Daniels, is headed their way. The town bands together to defend against a murderous gang and a lawless western frontier. It's mainly a western with women so i'm said, all for that lawless it's just a godless it's like oh they said the title they said the title oh. <laughs> yeah. they said it yeah everyone round the five five through yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no i'm all fine with it you know i'm a big western fan and uh yeah and soderbergh doing yeah, it soderbergh is, interesting. And, um, yeah. netflix original would be yeah, on... feminism is always a good thing yeah um so why not it'd be fun yeah cool yeah yeah keep keep an eye out for it cool um so yeah today mm-hmm. what did we see we I already saw did this part. Good time. Yeah, we just <laughs> I did this part earlier. Good Doing time. It again. Good yeah. Time. So what's a what, what happens in that movie? What's going on? So uh, Spoil, spoilers, non spoilers. Uh, we'll do non spoilers. Okay. Good time is the film uh, directed by Ben and Josh Safdie. Rob Robert Pattinson plays uh, Constantine Nikos. Is that his name? Yeah, Connie. They call him Connie for short. Okay. And his brother is played. I thought his by... name was. I thought his name was Adam. Or who's who's Adam? Nobody. There's, I name. thought the brothers was Adam and Nick. Constantine and Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Right. for short. Cool. Alright. Um Constantine and Nick Nikus. Um Ben Safdie, as we said earlier, is uh one of the brothers. Yeah. Uh or uh that directed the film as well. And um they're uh, and so know, his I brother is his brother is mentally handicapped. Yeah. 
Um, I and it, what, what I love about this film is that early in the film they, they don't focus on it. They don't give you a whole lot of expose on it or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just a quick line whenever like somebody's like pounding at a door that they're in after this heist they pull at the very beginning of the uh-huh. film. I mean, you can from immediately from the first sentence that he says, you can kind of tell something. Well, some, yeah, that, something's you don't know off. Why he's but born yeah. that way, but like Robert Pattinson yells. I like, thought it was definitely like one my point. brother is. Uh, well, he has hearing aids or yeah, or but um, he's like uh, my my brother is is mentally handicapped give me a second it's like uh, uh something fell on during a construction job yeah yeah such and such so at some point you got mentally handicapped from there and they're they're two brothers um they're kind of uh i don't know they're kind of slummy yeah uh they're inner city like low like, like poverty level kind of yeah, in- just income, urban guys yeah. um and i guess that uh they don't really say why they're trying to rob a place, do they? Or did I miss a lot? They line? don't. I think so. I think the that's one of the things I'm missing from this movie is that uh, with one character. Um, so who who's who? The men, the mentally handicapped brother is Nick. Yes, yeah, or and yeah, okay, and, and Constantine is, is Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Okay, Connie. Connie yeah. Okay, so with Nick, you don't really. They didn't. It felt like they didn't really have character motivations for either of them. Mm. And with Nick, you kind of didn't need it because no. he's a very dependent character. He's the victim. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what he is. So he's, he needs to be depending on someone else. You can see little tiny moments where he's like almost kind of being his own person, which yeah. I thought was really good. But overall, it's about like his relationship with his brother Connie. Mm-hmm. And. Connie is like kind of the main driving force of this movie. Yeah. And I didn't really see too much of a motivation for him. They start out like, I guess Nick lives with his grandmother or his mother and something happens and he's just, you know, the way he is, he can't really function in a place where he doesn't yeah. have the right kind of care. So he kind of lashes out. Yeah. He, you don't see it, but he lashes, throws a pot. He throws a pan, like a at one point, a frying like pan that, or something. Yeah. Arm. yeah. And, uh, uh, so he's getting like sent somewhere yeah or at least having some meetings with like a psychiatrist yeah, or something psychiatrist. and the brother connie robert pattinson breaks mm-hmm. in and it's like hey we're no this is no bullshit yeah and i think he's kind of in denial about this even though he does say like hey my brother's mentally handicapped he says that after this one part which if they're walking down the hall it's like in the first five minutes of the movie he gets his brother uh, nick out of the room out of the psychiatrist room and they're walking out mm. and there's a couple of other like you know mentally handicapped special people like mm. around in the hallways or whatever and connie looks at one of them and he's like i can't remember his, his, his exact words but he's basically like what you fucking think you're like them or something yeah right. and like they keep walking and it's just like whoa okay like i think that was a probably one of the most defining moments of his character in that movie which is like his brother definitely has some needs. Nick has some needs. He's very particular in his behavior yeah. and mm-hmm. whatever. And Connie just like wasn't willing to accept it at all. Yeah. And that's kind of the only time they kind of touch on it. Yeah. But it just speaks volumes just that happens yeah. within. Because you, you, you understand where there's that one line later on or a few minutes later on is that Nick wasn't always like this. So Connie probably collects some of the blame. Like he probably blames himself in some oh, okay. way. Yeah. And you know, I think, the, I think I might have missed that part then, Nick. So Nick wasn't like that his whole life. He wasn't. No, born, no, that, that's what like he that. said. That, that's what he said. Uh, so whenever the film, the beginning of the film is that they go, they try to rob a bank. Uh huh. They just go there. They put a uh, note down, put like, a note, hey, give yeah. me sixty-five thousand dollars. Like one of the quietest bank robberies. Like, yeah, ever. Ever, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, was cool. It was really quiet. interesting. It was like yeah. Real low key. They have really shitty masks on. Yeah. And they they uh they get away with the money, mm-hmm. or so they think. Um, and then one of the like paint, paint grenades go off yeah, or something. Paint grenade or pepper spray paint grenade. I don't know. Something, it, like, yeah. Lines them for a little bit also and stuff. 
goes off, car crashes. Mm-hmm. Connie and Nick run off. They run into a Domino's. They're in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, Connie's hiding a bag up in the, up in the uh, roof. Yeah, yeah, up in the roof. And there's people banging on the door like, hey, you can't be in here. You can't be here. He's like, I'm about to buy something. I'm about to buy something. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to buy something. Yeah. Just leave me alone but for a second. One of the lines he says are like, listen, give me a second. Like, my brother's handicapped. Uh, like, he... It's like something fell on his head for a construction yeah. job. So, like... He's just he, making up an excuse, like, yeah. I was making an excuse that that was an actual thing. I took it as that was, like, something oh, actually okay. happened no, I, to I th- Nick. I thought, it was, I thought it was an excuse he was making up because he was, like... A, he said, like, a can of paint. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were covered in, like, red. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, a can of paint fell on him at a construction site. Like, I just got to clean him up. He's mentally handicapped. Just give me a oh, second. I thought, I thought he was saying this. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I thought he was saying that because he was explaining yeah. why they were covered in paint. Yeah. Um... So with, with that part, yeah, I was there another part? No, that, that you... was like the only part that oh, he okay. really mentions it. But he, he may have just been handicapped his whole time. I have no but, idea. But uh, yeah. Connie feels like he needs to take care of him, you know, his whole life or whatever. Yeah. And he, it, 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 the phrase of this movie that comes to mind is my brother's keeper. Oh, okay. You know, that has to be like he the, – the whole driving force of this film is that uh, Nick gets arrested. Connie yep. doesn't. Yeah. And – which is shitty because like Connie literally Runs just like leaves him behind. Yeah. yeah, it's like he loves his brother and he cares for his brother so much, but it's like, does he or yeah. was he really just like trying to get some money and using his yeah. brother as like an extra body there with him or something? Yeah. Like, what's he doing? Is he taking advantage of his brother? And you but can tell that really he, yeah. yeah, he does love his brother as it gets deeper into the movie. He does mm-hmm. really care for him, given from the movie the amount of stuff he is willing to do yeah, right. to like get his brother back mm-hmm. is. Ugh, it's rough. It does a lot. Yeah. And, and, and his brother uh, doesn't come back for the movie for a while. No, like, it ends no. up becoming about Connie and it's all about Nick Connie. and, yeah, like, Nick like, is like Jennifer Jason Lee's in it, who's an amazing actress. Yeah. Academy She's only in it for like 10 minutes. So. A, nominated actress. Yeah. Not, not in it for long. In it for one scene mm-hmm. and on the phone a little bit. Yeah. She does uh, good in it, too. And, and, you know, I could say Benny Safdie was in a whole lot who plays Nick, but he was also one of the directors. You know, him and yep. his brother directed it, so. But his character is only in a couple times um, as well. But um, really, he, he as, as we mentioned, uh, Nick gets arrested. Connie is like, okay, I need to get him out. I need to find bail money. He yeah. gets the bail money. He tries to give the dirty money to Yeah, the, the money that's like man. covered in paint and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, I can only use some of this, man. He's yeah. like, okay, so I need 10000 more. And it's basically, the whole movie takes place over one day. Yeah. Once you like step away from the film, you think about it, it's like, wow, that was all like that was all one fucking hours. night, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's basically just him like going through like plan after plan after plan, yeah. Of like trying to shit get. just keeps going wrong, like, and he's like, fuck, fuck, um, fuck, and he's a smart dude. Like he yeah. adjusts everything. And he like comes up with comes up with excuses Plans, on like, the right fly, on. and yeah. just and that, that's yeah. his character is is uh uh he's a swa- like he's not necessarily suave, but he's just, just like swarmy. <laughs> yeah. He, He's just like smart. He's just, he's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's 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 uh he's a con man. Like yeah. he's full con man, con satine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he's uh always like you never really know his true motivation because like, he comes up with so many lies so quickly yeah. in the film. Um, Robert Pattinson does an incredible performance in this. Um, I, I as I mentioned before, I never watched the Twilight movies, mm-hmm. but I've always I'm always a person that likes seeing people that are in movie franchises based off of teen adult fiction novels this like, is really specific where you're going <laughs> yeah yeah like go branch off from those characters they play so like for okay. instance like daniel radcliffe oh okay like him branching off yeah and not just being known as oh harry potter kid yeah. oh you're harry potter he goes like him going get a career mm-hmm. emma watson 
is now doing movies more, yep. you know. Robert Pattinson, from what I understand, from what I'm watching reviews and like breakdowns and stuff like that, is that he never took the Twilight movie seriously. Oh, he didn't. He did it for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. he would like make fun of them like within the film. Like his yeah. performance was always like feels like it's uh, almost a spoof of the character. He so. he did okay in the movie. Like yeah. like, I, like I said, unfortunately, I've seen all of them. The Twilight side, and I've read all the books too. The thing with Twilight mm-hmm. is if we can if we can branch off here real quick, Twilight is like even though I I know people hate it and made fun of it back in the day and everything and it is you know pretty horrible it uh it's just it's just junk food for the brain sure. that's, that's all it is yeah. it's just bullshit yeah, and right. like so a lot of people get are like oh, it's it's garbage <laughs> and whatever and it's like no you're just taking it it's it's stupid yeah, yeah it's, right. it's junk it's it's sour cream and onion chips for my brain that's yeah, all it sure, is yeah. it's not there's nothing of substance here mm-hmm. there's nothing that's supposed to be special or anything and actually one of the not to give Twilight too much credit, but the first book is probably kind of responsible for getting me heavily involved in superhero comic book stuff. Oh, yeah? yeah. I was so like back in high school, I started, well, I think it was right after high school, but I started reading the book and I was also like, I was a huge Smallville fan and everything, but Smallville was really my only way into like, in the older Batman movies probably mm-hmm. is my only way of really like enjoying the superhero comic book kind of stuff. And so I had, I was dating a girl at the time and she let me read, like, she's like, Hey, I really like this book. You should read this. And so I read the first Twilight book and I was literally, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm about to throw this out the window. (laughs) And in the first Twilight story, there's a part where, uh, Robert Patton's character saves the main girl from like a truck that's about to Mm -hmm. hit, hit her. And it's very clear in the book and in the movie that like, the truck was going like full speed or whatever. He stood in front of it. He stopped it. And then he like ran off and it was superhero. And he murdered the guy. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, and he, bit, his, he bit his neck open and drew <laughs> out all his blood. No, he, he saved this girl and he like stopped the truck full. And then like, so after that, it was like, oh, he has super, super speed and super strength. And all these other vampires have like special abilities that they can do. And hey, now there's shape-shifting werewolves and all this kind of like, it just became about like the superhero-y kind of all stuff, right, yeah. but with like really shitty writing. Right, sure. And so that's the part that kept me reading the books and watching the movies. I love seeing the werewolves transform and I like seeing the different part. Like there's a, the last book like called Breaking Dawn, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a huge like quote-unquote epic vampire battle. Mm-hmm. And the werewolves are involved with it too. But you end up discovering that all these vampires have like different abilities mm. where it's like, oh, this one can actually control like elements and this one can like read people's minds and this one can blah, blah. So it's just like all this stupid shit. But besides all that, Robert Pattinson, I think, does okay in those movies, but he absolutely 100% doesn't take them seriously. He does yeah, it just right. for a paycheck. And so it is interesting to see him do something like this now where it is him trying to find like the artistry and something like him well, trying to well he's tried to before um he he was in that one movie uh water water for elephants with reese witherspoon oh yeah and, G- uh, gobbled a fire yeah he, he died in that yeah. he was in gobbled fire he <laughs> dies in that but so that's another two no, i forgot yeah, yeah yeah but then he was in a david cronenberg film called uh cosmopolis oh okay um and david cronenberg is an amazing director and, yeah. and stuff and i was like oh man he's in this one that came out and it was not a terrible movie it's when did that like, come out well, uh 2009 Okay. Yeah. Huh. This is this is my first experience besides Water with Elephants, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I I haven't heard anything about. Mm-hmm. Uh, regard besides that, this is the only other thing I've really seen them jump into. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only yeah. reference point I have for it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I kind of want like okay, well, it'd be cool to see him kind of branch off. I saw the preview like when it's, like I said before, I saw the preview. I didn't even really recognize him. So uh, 
seeing him in this, he does a great performance. He, he really, does. He he's really sells good. Yeah. a character who's like, he's likable, but like you would never trust him. No, yeah, exactly. Like, he's that guy that's just like, he's like, I'll, uh, he's like, hey, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Like that guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that character. His character is basically, Constantine is, is that kind of guy that would marry a 90 year old woman. That yeah, has a lot of money. Absolutely. Just for the crow just to, to get the money. The money. Yeah. He would do that because he'd make up all these different lies to like make a situation. <laughs> Comes up with so much bullshit in this yeah. film and stuff. But you're still kind of rooting for him. Like it's one long yeah. night. And well, he's he... getting situation after situation after situation. Yeah. And he is doing like shitty stuff too. You do see yeah. him like taking advantage of people. At one point, like a lot. He's <laughs> yeah, at one point he's like at someone's house and uh for some fucking reason, the only part I don't like about this movie is that some of the decisions are clearly just to serve the plot and don't make sense for the character mm-hmm. especially with robert patton the character of constantine because he's very smart and he's been established as very smart yeah, and for right. some fucking reason like every house he goes to during that whole night he like turns on the news yeah which i know like i guess he's trying to hear something about his brother but like he knows there's a warrant out for him yeah, sure. and they keep showing his pictures picture. <laughs> of him with his name yeah and so at one point he like but he does picture... get a shitty die job <laughs> yeah, he dyes his hair blonde. Yeah, blonde. <laughs> he ends up looking like one of the Backstreet Boys or something. Yeah, uh, like trailer park version of the Backstreet yeah. Boys. But uh, the first time it happens, he's like in the house with this girl that's like sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and it pops up and shows his face, and he just starts making out with her so to like cover it up. Yeah, to like to distract her. Everyone carries into a room. Which I'm like, oh, like this is uncomfortable. Here we go, underage sex scene. Yeah, All right. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Um, it's kind of an independent movie, so all right, here we yeah. go. <laughs> it's just like part where they're talking, where it's like, "Well, wow, you look way older for six I'm like, "No, she doesn't. She looks younger." No, she, than she looks yeah, like fourteen. Yeah, um, she should be in bed doing homework. Yeah, do something. Um, but she's a rebel. Yeah. Um, but, but her, but her character was stupid, too, which I, I guess the naivete of yeah, of, well, I mean, uh, yeah. youth comes with, can be really attributed to that. Of how they were kind of portrayed. You they, know? It's just some of them felt like they weren't making smart decisions which unfortunately uh people who find themselves in those situations kind of don't make smart decisions sometimes anyways so maybe it's kind of realistic but like because things just keep going wrong and they keep fucking up and they keep deciding to do this and i get that that's what the story's kind of about but there's just things like when the girl gets arrested when they go into like the theme park area and she gets arrested and she sees constantine over there and she knows he's not really like a security guard she doesn't fucking say anything. She yeah, just gets right. like a, and I'm yeah. sure she said something later and that's what tipped off the cops to go to the house or the apartment and eventually mm-hmm. find them. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say anything right there. I was like, what the fuck is she yeah. doing? And it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, but. for sure. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I guess it was just like the shock of the whole situation, her getting in trouble. You never think yeah, of it. And but, I mean, also being within one day, you can't really like develop people in like a clear mind. Like I said, you things are happening yeah. so fast that you just kind of like roll with what's going on yeah. in the night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, um, his character's really good. Uh, he really drives a plot. Um, I was invested the whole film. There's no part yeah. where I'm just like, man, this is fucking lagging. There's a uh, scene at the beginning whenever, um, he's first trying to get, uh, Nick out of prison or yeah, out of prison. Yeah. Um, when he's at the bell bomb place, he's at the bell bomb place. And it's like such a strange scene because the bell bombs is on the phone. Rob Panson has him calling in. Oh, yeah. Calling yeah. into the prison to see if they can post Bell that night, trying to get in touch with the judges. Yeah. 
um, is like, well, we only have 30 minutes. Like, they're about to go on lunch and then they're off for the night or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're closing everything up. It's like, well, see what you can do. Yeah. I have my older girlfriend here. or I, They don't have to say if it's technically his girlfriend. It's just his lady friend. Yeah. You know, who's played by Jennifer Jason Leigh. So he's trying using to her, use... trying to get her to use her mom's, mom's credit, card, credit card, which she yeah. lives with. To post like $10,000 for Bell, yeah. So, and the card's going to decline, so she's on the phone, and she's freaking out. Oh so they're both God. on the phone at the yeah. same time. Rod Pounce is just standing there, like, yeah. looking. He's just setting the stuff in motion, and he's yeah. like, all right. And the Bell Bonds keeps on, like, turning to his secretary and talking in, in Hebrew to her. Oh, like, okay, and, yeah. Um, or in Yiddish to her. Saying different things, and uh, and then it's, it's so weird. So it, you don't see scenes like that really, where yeah. just like all these like conversations are going on, like the yeah, same time, there's like a couple different, yeah, because like the secretary was trying to work with uh, his girlfriend to yeah. like call the bank or someone, yeah. and she was trying to call her mom, and then and she's the, getting overexcited, yeah, she, so he can't hear his phone call, yeah, and then at one point he has like two phones, like on yeah, both he has ears, his, he has cell yeah. phone and his he's his like, I'm phone. trying for you, man, but you got to get her out of here, she's yeah. like. She's like causing like fucking rockets, yeah. yeah. And from there, he just kind of uh, goes from dumb plan to dumb plan. And yeah. It's like it's like they're, they're smart plans, but they're never thought out plans. It's just yeah, like he they, just does. Like, yeah. like basically, he just for a whole night, he's an agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah. You know, like because he's just like yeah, like tries to break his brother out of the hospital, and this happens without spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, this happens, that happens, this happens. You know, get get caught up with these people and, and try to use them to get money and yeah. then that doesn't work out so we're gonna try to go here where there may be money and well let's let's go ahead and jump into spoilers real quick so yeah, yeah. there he's like at one point so his brother gets like put into jail mm-hmm. and doesn't survive very long because like there's a fight that breaks out and he's not necessarily in the middle of it but he gets affected by it and so i guess those prisoners go to the hospital which i didn't well he starts to fight kind of he goes and changes the tv oh was that the when one of the five star ones just gets to prison, they get pepper sprayed down. Yeah, like two people start fighting. The, in, uh, I thought that up. was the one. No, no. Then, it's then he's that. on the phone for a little bit. That's right. And then okay. somebody's watching. I guess while he he went to get on the phone, he was watching something beforehand. Yeah. And then one of the prisoners came in and was watching That's Law right. and Order or something, yep. and he comes and he's in, like, and changes hey, it back. Yeah. And guy was like, "Hey, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. He's, he's like, like, I can do whatever I want. I can, you know, you know, watch yeah, TV. Yeah. He's like, I'll watch TV and then uh, somebody takes rips something off of his shirt or something, yeah, like a tag I don't or something, know what it was. and he gets in a fight and beats the shit out of this one guy. And then all these dudes just jump him and beat the fuck out of him. So yeah. they beat him up so bad that he gets hospitalized. Yeah. So our Pattinson, after the bell doesn't post, he can't post the bell. He decides how next did, best thing. Yeah. How did he find out about this? By the way, he because oh. Robert Pattinson, Connie goes to the hospital. Uh-huh. Yeah. How did he find out about because, the hospital? Because uh, his bell, the bell bondsman was like, "Hey, he's on. Uh, your 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 brother got hospital. I, I, oh, he's okay. not. He's not at the prison. He's yeah. at the hospital. Okay. And so he's under a police watch at the hospital. I didn't, I didn't catch that part. So though. he okay. goes to break his brother out, which is yeah. a well thought plan. <laughs> The whole time, I'm kind of he could have like, thought it out, but he was literally just like, "I guess I have to go to the hospital and well, run my brother out." Gets now. Him out All right, like, here I go. Know, like, oh yeah, we yeah. know who he's with. Like, yeah. you know, now you're both <laughs> together, and one's retarded. Yep. You know, um, so he goes there. He breaks out who he thinks is Nick. He gets onto a medical transport. Medical transport takes him to. Uh, the girl's house. Well, it's it, it's a uh, older lady and her husband or whatever who's yeah. also. There's multiple different bound. people that are getting taken home. Yeah, and it's one of the stops, 
and he gets stopped like a couple blocks up from their house and yeah, goes back and, then goes back. and knocks on the door and she's like, oh yeah, well you can stay here until, you know, because of the lie, but his yeah. mom being at work <laughs> or something to come and get yep. them. And, uh, while he's there, he dyes his hair and the whole thing with the girl happens. And then he finds out that the guy that he <laughs> broke out of the hospital isn't his brother. Was the wrong guy. But another prisoner. <laughs> because apparently like, the, he got fucked up in the face so much that they bandaged, bandaged yeah, his, his face. face. Yeah, all bandaged Yeah, up. and so Connie can't like see his yeah, face. When black he, hair. Yeah, he can't, he, when he's getting him out of the hospital, he doesn't see like his face or anything. Mm-hmm. And plus he's kind of like passed out and like his, like the random guy like isn't talking cause he's like on drugs and kind of yeah. passed out. But he, Connie sees a patient next to like in a room that's guarded by a police officer handcuffed to a bed. So automatically he thinks this is his brother and he's not wrong for that, but he takes this guy yeah. and then finds and ends up finding out that it's not his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where it goes for, from there. Um, other things that happen is like, he tells his whole backstory about yeah. how he's going to take him to the hospital, get his brother out that there's cops all over the place because he just broke out a prisoner mm-hmm. out of there. Um, and uh, you find out this whole story about what led up to this guy getting his ass, <laughs> which I love that they went and gave his whole backstory yeah, about his It was day. really interesting. Yeah. And uh, then there's some money stash at a theme park, they think. Mm-hmm. And they try to get the money there. Yep. And that doesn't go well. And the <laughs> guy they, had a bottle of acid. Yeah, it was like a Sprite bottle of a sprite acid. Sprite of And he was, he was like, yeah, like, I know he's like my boy Khalif or whatever. Yeah. It's like, uh, he has like a, he has stuff that he runs or whatever. So yeah. he's got like acid and stuff. And I was tripping on acid when we got chased by the cops. Yeah, but right. I hit it here. So like, and the money's there too. So we can go get the money from there and whatever. And so they go and get the money, or they try to find the money, but they can't find it. Instead, they find the bottle of acid. Mm-hmm. And I guess acid is worth that much? Like, how much acid does it take to go on a trip? Because I know it's like they get put on stamps, mostly. Yeah. Because it even shows tab. this guy dropping, like, yeah. a tab of acid yeah. at one point. But, like, it was a whole Sprite bottle, I guess? Mm-hmm. So, thousands? I yeah, guess. I guess so, because he was... I don't know, our drug yeah. listeners, uh, yeah. email into us yeah, and let us know. How much acid is usually worth. <laughs> What's the street value of, but, say, uh, 20 ounces of acid? So the story wraps up, basically, this whole night keeps on going, 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 yeah. until finally uh, Constantine gets arrested. Yeah. And Nick is released, I guess, from... Uh, just, like, good behavior and stuff. Yeah. And they part of a psychiatric, like... Uh, program again it seems yeah and the guy that uh nick is with ends up dying <laughs> yeah he falls off he tries because he the cops off. are all in the apartment that they're in and he tries to climb off the balcony and he yeah. drops off of it and dies. yeah nick runs down and he gets out of there and then the but other guy's trying to down, like immediately mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um <laughs> yeah the, the film is uh but all that happens it's all like within 24 hours like, it is fuck, like, it's a short back cons- back i, I like that. movies like that too it's a yeah. short contained kind of like story and there's nothing huge like it's a very focused well i can't say really focused they jump off and they do a couple other things which doesn't detriment the film at all Mm -hmm. but it's this like short self-contained thing that just takes place over a short amount of time and yeah it's it's intense yeah yeah um it shot really interesting. It got some really interesting shots. Shot really, really well. We were talking about how low the budget was. Um, it was made for. I hope it makes its money back. It just got wide release, but um, it doesn't have how much it was made for. Right now, the box office is three hundred fifty-six thousand. 
<laughs> well, probably let's let's say it's made for six mil. Yeah, that's got to be. It's got to be less than like yeah. I, I would say like two million probably. It's so, real self contained and. Um, there's like, not really like a lot of special effects or anything. No, yeah, or... I don't think there's any special effects. There's like yeah. one car wreck. There's no guns getting shot off in the film, which you would think. There's no yeah, guns in I the film. I don't think there is, yeah. Yeah. And it just still keeps the intensity. Like, it's yeah. still already, very much already the film. That part where like, the part where the blood. one dude, yeah, it's not too gory or bloody or anything. The part where the dude falls off the apartment building, that was probably one, like, I can't, thinking back, I can't think of any other uh, part like that in the movie I've seen where you hear the guy like yelling yeah, and right. he like yelled when he was falling. He's yeah. like, ah, boom. yeah. And I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't show him connect. They show yeah. him falling and he's like, ah, the blood you see is when people get like the shit beat out of them, which happens a few times. Like there's yeah. a few like scuffles in there and people like their face, look all bloody and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but, um, there, there's not, there's not like a whole lot of gore. Yeah, like, it's not, there's yeah. no like there's no shots fired in the film. Or it's like yeah. That. Most of the tension and the suspense comes from, uh, Connie just coming up with idea after yeah. idea and like just watching shit unravel yeah, from the right. whole fucking night. Right. It also had kind of like a, it's set in modern day, but it had like a 80s feel to it. It did, especially uh, with the synthesizer kind of yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. I, I'm probably going to pick that up on vinyl. It was a good um, soundtrack. I just thought, you know, since it, it is kind of. It Drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just thought with it being kind of indie ish, it reminded me of more like kind of the. Uh, like the twenty forty Blade Runner twenty forty nine trailer, okay, yeah, like the yeah. like kind of yeah, sound going on. Yeah, yeah, it was reminding me a lot of that. But um, we're you know we're speaking about like low budget and kind of indie kind of stuff. Like them, uh, the director, the brothers having multiple hands and different things on the movie. You mentioned one of them was like doing the score for it, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm. Well, he was a uh, music. He didn't do the score. He was one of the music. He's the sound mixer on it. Oh, okay. Uh, ben, that ben was that makes a little bit more sense yeah. then because the mixing felt kind of off, yeah. and I didn't know if it was on purpose with some of it, with some of the music being like really loud at certain parts. Yeah, the 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 music is by Oneotrix Point Never. Okay. Oneotrix Point Never. Um, well, watch one of them be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. No, uh, it's it's. Just a, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Daniel it was good Robinson. though. It was a good. It was a good yeah. like score and soundtrack and everything. It's a Brooklyn-based experimental musician, composer, and producer. Probably been around for okay a minute. But with the mixing of it, it did sound like the levels were a little too loud at yeah. certain points. And I, I didn't know if they were going for like a Nolan-esque Interstellar kind of thing, where it's like it's supposed to be loud right here. Yeah, right. so I don't. The, the music kind of reminded me of like a John Carpenter film. Oh, okay. Like, John Carpenter does all the music for his own films and stuff, but, um, like, has, like, kind of synth-type feel to a lot of it. Yeah. Where it kind of just, like, it's not supposed to be, like, big and epic or anything like that, but kind of just, like, driving the plot yeah. more of. Definitely. Pushing, um, it feels like a force of its own, kind of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pushing the characters. Um, and, uh, like, like it's, it, but it's never, like, overly, like, stylistic or anything. Like, it's, like, real, like, bare bones and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And also the title card in this film was like <laughs> super eighties. Yeah, super eighties. Like title card felt like an eighties movie, like like a, a title. Yeah. Um, and like we talked before, like you get like a little bit, and then it shows you like you know good time, and then there's like ten minutes of film. Yeah. Which you think the movie's already going. Yeah. And then it's like, and starring <laughs> and Robert now Pattinson. The, yeah. Starring, yeah. yeah, it's like 15 minutes into the movie, and mm-hmm. then we get the credits, and we're like, wait a minute, things were already rolling. What's what's going on? Yeah, They right. had a weird way of doing the 
an experimental, a fresh way of yeah, doing the credits, which, which I, I enjoyed. Yeah. 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 Um, so I really enjoyed that. Even in the end, the final scene like keeps playing as the credits, the credits are, like, are rolling. going <laughs> over. It. So you see, you're watching the credits. Yeah, at the you're, same and time. you're watching the final scene of yeah. like his brother uh, Nick, like in the room doing all the exercises with the other people that he's in there with, yeah, and the people. and the lady, like the teacher, like talking yeah. and joking with everyone and stuff. And the audio starts getting drowned out a little bit because the music gets louder and louder. But you're still watching the scene. Yeah. Like they're not doing. They're keeping people interested throughout the credits, not in the Marvel way, which is like, hey, maybe something will be after it. But, like, no, it's a thing that is. That's happening. So you're watching because you're you're waiting for something to happen. And it's a cool little scene that's going on through. It is. Because it's like a trust game of of kind of sorts. Not a trust game, but it's like, hey, if you like this or if you've done this, you know, do this. So, like. If you've done this, then walk to this side of the room. Yeah, and, exactly. And if, you, you if you've know, ever been in love, walk yeah, across the room yeah, over here. across the room over yeah. here. So it's like, if you've ever felt betrayed by a family member, walk across the room. And Nick <laughs> walks across the room. Yeah. It's like, if you ever had disagreement with a family member, walk across the room. And he does that. Yeah. Because at first he's like very standoff. like, oh, no, yes, anybody yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> and he's just like standing there just like watching everybody. I wish we could have seen more of them too because I honestly thought, not to make a weird comparison, but I, I honestly thought the movie was kind of going to kind of be like Rain Man for a minute. And I was like, that'd be cool. I'm yeah, down for that. Right. But yeah, it wasn't. And it was it was still good though. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, 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 dark it's it's uh i use where you didn't quite agree but i i feel like it's a little sleazy which yeah. which i i like um very urban like absolutely that. gritty real gritty type feel to it yeah but, I, i'm not gonna lie the types of people that are in this movie are the types of people that i actively try to avoid in my life they're believable they don't feel yeah. like caricatures they feel exactly. like they're believable type like yeah characters. they they feel like that even though you feel for them even even though you know they're suffering even though you know there's the stuff they're on they're going through a lot of it seems to like they're not smart enough to like get away from the drama themselves or sometimes they even can't and right. just it feels like this trailer park jerry springer stuff going on mm-hmm. and you're like fuck that and you stay That's away from it, it. Yeah. but like all of these characters are just inner all the characters that it's mainly about connie but mm-hmm. the characters that he draws into it around him there's a security guard that gets hit with like a full three ounces of like acid at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and if they knock him out, they just drown. Yeah. They, him like he so, just, so he could put his security outfit on. Yeah. It's like, this is the guy that broke into this place. I'm security here. <laughs> it was so, and then they, and then they, yeah, go to his apartment and yeah. use his apartment. It's so fucked up. Oh man. Yeah. It's bad. It is cool though. I um, like it. Um, yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely, definitely recommend the film. Um, Me too. Yeah, I, 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 I love the film. It, it's one of my favorite films I've seen this year. Just because okay. of, uh, it's just, it's just up my alley. Like, yeah, it's, it's a gritty crime film, and it's you know really well done. It's really like it feels personal. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like it, it's you know it's made by two brothers, and and you know it feels like. They they were definitely on the same brand like the whole time. Definitely, you know? yeah. Um, I would love to see these guys. Like, I mean, they haven't done anything major yet. This is like their third film, I think. But it's all been kind of like low key what they've done so uh-huh. far. It's their stepping stone. Man. Um, they're gonna. Yeah. I know they're gonna start getting work thrown at them now. Yeah, if they get something thrown at them though. Anything they get thrown at them, I feel like it's gonna be on their terms. Oh yeah. They don't. Feel, they don't seem like the type of directors that be like, oh yeah, we'll do that the way you want. They're like, well, yeah, we'll do this, but we're gonna do it our way. Yep. That's that's how it seems, yeah. They definitely so, be yeah, like that. The Safety brothers are gonna do really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be cool to see them doing more stuff. Just gonna see them, you know, they write, act, you know, and then do music and or uh, did sound mixing. Yeah, editing. they did a lot of their uh, own stuff. One of them stuff, was yeah. also one of the editors on it, and 
doing different things. And the stuff, only so. it, it didn't have to do with the editing, but one of the parts that I didn't like about the movie is the fact that they kept on doing a lot of facial like close-ups. Mm. They would show like a lot of like there was this really weird like two different times there was like a zoom in on a close-up mm. real quick. I think it's the first time we see Robert Patton's character uh, Connie. When he comes in to get his brother, he like opens the door and comes in, and it shows him as like a medium shot with his mm-hmm. like chest and everything. And then it focuses, and then it focuses in on his face. Yeah, and it's like what the yeah I noticed that. Okay, oh, yeah. that's kind of like, like it just threw me weird. off for a minute. And yeah. then they they just did a lot of close ups of faces like mm-hmm. that. And I actually got motion sickness at one point because they would like use the camera to follow the face when it was moving. Sure. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus yeah, Christ! Right. It feels like found footage almost for a second. But yeah, it was. I got. I got. It's not something that hurt the movie. Yeah, really. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have too many too many negatives in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Overall, it's a it's a good movie, and as we say, you know, almost every fucking week, like these are the kinds of movies that people need to go be seeing. We were two out of five or six people in the theater. Yeah. Not even that, maybe yeah, like four or five. Six of us. Yeah. There's one behind us. There's us. There's two people, and then and there was like person. one down yeah, below. It was, it was like we said, we we're at the theater. There's not a lot of people at the movie in general. There's oh like yeah, nobody there today. Yeah, there's like no one there because you know, uh, like no big movie. Yeah, came the, out this weekend. yeah. There's no like it's the summer movie stuff is kind of yeah dying down. dying down right now. So yeah, it's fine. Like these are. Like it's three, just unfortunate yeah. that those movies are. I like you know summer movies and mm-hmm. big movies and whatever. But it's always good to support like the smaller independent, like standalone, non franchise, non sequel, original stories. Like these are the kind of things we need. To... And, and three and three films got released this week. I'm looking up what that other one's name is because I just saw the preview last night. But uh, you know, this one, Good Time, Wind River. Oh, okay. With Wind River. Jer- Jeremy Renner. Yeah, and uh, uh, Ingrid Goes West. Ingrid Goes All West. got released this weekend. After doing their festival runs and stuff like that, all have great percentages of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm probably gonna try to catch another one this weekend. Yeah, at least um, probably another one during the week. But yeah, those are they all get released. And nobody gives a shit about them because they don't get because <laughs> yeah. they don't get the you know they the don't get the advertising, the advertising the publicity, yeah. that they, they need to. Instead, it's gonna be like, oh, we're gonna throw this you know superhero film in your fucking face. Go yep. watch this. <laughs> but, you know, these movies are actually like critically like. Yeah, claimed and and that's how it happens. Know, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, they actually have like you know the list isn't you know you watch the credits. It's like ninety thousand names in the animation department. Yeah. Those it's credits were like, short. They were, were very short. Yeah, too, they were in like good. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like cool. Yeah, you were done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, um, no, it's a great film. Uh, def- this one definitely be in my top ten. Um, cool. Okay. This this year, I gotta give it a very very high recommendation. Yeah, me too. Go. uh not even just for the, I mean, not even just for supporting movies like this, but just the movie itself is movie. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. watch it. Yeah, if, so. if A twenty four puts out something, just go check it out anyways because yeah, it's usually gonna be really, good. <laughs> yeah, they've been putting out a lot of really good films. Yeah, um, really it's like them films. and like a like A twenty four is kind of turning into the drama publication of like Blumhouse with like horror or yeah, something sure. where it's like yeah. a smaller, mm-hmm. lower budget kind of like. This is going to be simple, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, so, that. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what it feels like. Uh, yeah. So, award. Uh, I'm going to give the award to. Oh, man, I like so many things about the film. Yeah, I'm going to give the award to just the Safety Brothers. I think that everything they did and everything they had their hands in in cool. general was was good. You know, from the direction to Benny acting in it to you know Josh's writing or co-writing and uh then with the sound mixing and you know the little editing that josh did and stuff like that i think that they're i just like seeing like it feels like almost like 
uh, you know, the Coen Brothers or, or Tarantino or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Like yeah. The Coen Brothers are, you know, they direct and write and they do the things and their brother, you know, yeah. one-on-one. But like like a Tarantino, how he like writes and directs and, and edits. Yes, he's very in control film. with the project. Yeah. Um, or, which is a good thing. Yeah, or like an Edgar Wright or something like that where you have a, a person that actually like is hands-on yeah. with their stuff. Someone or, who really cares about the yeah, stuff and yeah, is getting into yeah. every aspect of it. Yeah, or even throw back to like John Carpenter. It's like the same oh, okay, way where yeah. you're like, I'm in control. I've made the music for my film. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. So it has that real like... Did yeah, Stanley Kubrick do any of the music for his stuff? Because he was very, as did. far as I know, he was very brilliant. like... Um, yeah, he was very into his stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything he did was art piece, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all amazing. But but yeah, give it to them. Uh, I want to see more. I'm probably going to go back and, and watch... Uh, I forgot what the other film is called. I think it's called Long Legs they did. Oh, okay. And that was pretty. I was um, the same writers, Josh and the other guy, and uh, and uh, Josh and Ben directed that as well. Gotcha. But um, we'll go back and watch that and stuff. So I'm real interested in seeing what they're gonna do like next. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. They're, I'm gonna. They're on my radar now, so yeah. I'm gonna be keeping a lookout for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna give it to Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. He did a solid job. He did a very solid not job. not really much else to say. He's just the movie is him, and yeah. he's. He owns it, and he does really fucking good. He does. He does very, yeah. very good. Now, I don't like the kind of guy that he is in this movie, but he's no. so fucking good at it. He's, like, like, he's, not good, he's not a person you would trust in real life, yep. but when you see him, <laughs> when he's way away from you, it's like you're, It's like a friend of yours telling you a story about a friend of theirs, <laughs> somebody that they know. Yeah. They're like, wow, that person's like, a real piece of shit. <laughs> but I really like hearing these stories. They're really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. like, so hopefully he keeps it up. Like, tell they're... me more. Like, I would never be friends with this guy yeah. ever. But... <laughs> if you got any more stories, let me know. Like, tell me more, because I'm, I'm very interested in learning about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, I would never have that guy over my house. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, recommendation Corner. Um, This Which... week has been kind of tame. I really haven't done a lot, but I've been on Big Bruce Campbell kick. As I was telling you earlier, when am I not, though, really? Big Bruce Campbell <laughs> fan. But uh, I just uh, actually finished his autobiography, um, his first autobiography, uh, uh, Chins Could Kill. Which Confessions is, uh, of a B-movie B- actor. B-movie actor, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's the one that he released in 2002, 2001. Oh, okay. Um, and it's basically just him talking about growing up and then making the first Evil Dead and then his film career after that and all that. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I mean, the whole time you read it, you'll just hear Bruce Campbell's voice in your head, like him actually just talking. <laughs> but you see, get out here, Bruce! What the yeah, fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I, 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 I also read it in preparation that uh, he just dropped his book, um, "Held to the Chin." That that is already out. Yeah. Oh, it okay. Just came out like last week. week oh, last. okay. Cool. Um, I think it came out on the fifteenth. I'm not sure. But, gotcha. Um, I thought it was coming out. No, so. no, it came out. Cool. Um, yeah, "Held to the Chin," which is the continuation. It's his continuing memoirs. So it goes from 2002 till 2017. Or, uh, so he's, uh, he just put that out. If you want to learn anything about the film industry or if that interests you, yeah. um, which I reckon it probably does if you're listening to, <laughs> I'm not to, interested to in podcast. I'm not interested in it at all. Yeah. Why the fuck uh, am I here? But you want right, to hear some cool behind the, <laughs> <laughs> you hear some cool behind the scenes stories and stuff. You get some really cool, like behind the scenes things. He's a really, pr- I mean, it's already one of my favorite trilogies, but uh, the evil dead trilogy. Oh, okay. Um, where you actually see like everything they went through to shoot that first film. Jesus, that's the bananas. only that's <laughs> the only thing that makes me appreciate that first movie. Yeah. I, I watched the first uh, original Evil Dead years ago, 
and I knew I needed to watch it. I had friends that were like, yeah, it's awesome, whatever. And I couldn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. So like I opened the IMDb page. Mm-hmm. I was reading like trivia and stuff about yeah. it. And the shit they went through, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell specifically. 12-week shoot. To make that There's movie no happen. No money or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that movie. Com- like just. Re- yeah. I hats off to that movie. Yeah, you don't have any hired actors. It, exactly. You just have people you know in it. <laughs> you you have people that have to go back to work and yeah. can't stay in this cabin where where you're just eating like you don't have enough money to like yeah. eat or anything. They like don't that. have it. Oh my so god. So you're having you're like do multiple jobs. Yeah. Like oh well I'm not acting this scene so let me hold a light <laughs> or let me you know like different people that were there like as assistants were like having to you know which is just their friends were their assistants yep. who were also like <laughs> you know camera holders and stuff like that like. Oh, well, this actress isn't here. Yeah. They had to go back. So let me body double as her leg, <laughs> you know, as yep. her severed leg. It's, or, you know, whatever. it's so like guerrilla DIY yeah. type. Like it's so far. I yeah. just, it, it's, it's good. I like to see someone co- as committed as that. Just mm-hmm. fucking having to do something. It's, yeah. They, sure. they do it and they make it happen. And it's, yeah, that's the, in all honesty, that's the only reason yeah. I appreciate I mean, it. I still love, the second does. one's still my favorite, Evil Dead 2, but uh-huh. like, that first one is, you get, like, you get such a, like you said, a big appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, just, just, you know, reading trivia, read that book. Um, yeah. Because he, he spends a good little amount of time talking about it. But, um. There's a movie I feel like we watched recently where I was comparing it to Evil Dead, not of, like, because I don't care for the movie as much as I care for the appreciation of the work that went into craft yeah, the movie yeah. i feel like we watched something recently like that and i was like eh, and i referenced evil dead i can't remember what it was mm-hmm. it wasn't dark tower it wasn't troy it wasn't atomic blonde maybe it was something else i don't know but anyways yeah yeah so yeah it chins could kill um go back go and pick that up. you can find cheap now and then after you finish that go pick up all how to the chin which i'm about to do and also he'll be here pretty soon on his book tour i'm really excited to meet him because I mean, he's one of my favorite B movie actors. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, like my top five B movie exploitation actors. He's he's in that. Cool. In the top five. And, I uh, definitely don't have a list for that, but <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I um, in no general order, but um, it'd be him, uh, Robert Zadar, who's best known for playing Maniac Cop, and he's in a whole bunch of other schlock. Uh, Cameron Mitchell, who's just in a whole lot of schlock exploitation. Sid Haig, who I've met before. Who's of course Captain Spaulding and Devil's Rejects most oh, people okay. know him from. Um, and uh, Ken Forey. Um, Who's Ken Forey? Ken Forey was the main character in Dawn of the Dead, and he was in Devil's Rejects. Uh, he was. He oh, was, okay. He was uh, Keenan Rock, he... Rockmore's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Cal. Cool. Um, yeah, but he's in a whole bunch of schlock also. But those are my gotcha. top five B movie actors. Nice. And I'll be uh, Ken Forey's actually going to be here like a week before Bruce Campbell for the Spooky Empire Horror Convention. So oh, be, cool. Be meeting him as well. Nice. So cool. Really for that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I haven't been doing too much this week either. Just one of those slow kind of weeks where you don't, <laughs> you don't get into too much. I spent $20 on PlayStation cause I saw a sale going on awesome. and I was like, cool, maybe I'll pick these up. I, I guess it was like a Bethesda sale or something, but I bought two games, one for 15, one for five. One's good. One's not. Um, <laughs> thankfully the one that for is for $5 is the one that I don't like. But uh, so I picked up two games. One of them is Wolfenstein, the 
I think it's called like the New Order. Yeah, I've only saw, played like the I first. Saw my uh, screen that you just started playing that yesterday. Oh, okay. On my, my home. Yeah, yeah, on your yeah. PlayStation thing. Yeah, because we're PS4 buddies. Yeah. <laughs> you don't play with anybody. You barely play video games. Yeah. <laughs> I use my PlayStation strictly for pornography. There you go. Yeah. yeah that web that web browser on there is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so I started playing. I the main reason I started playing Wolfenstein was because like there's a new Wolfenstein game next year coming out. I think the early part of 2018. And it's called, like, The New Colossus or something, I think. But the first game, the one that I'm playing now, is called The New Order, I believe. I've only played the first chapter. It's fun enough so far. I definitely wouldn't have dropped full price $60 on it, but it was $14.99. So I was like, cool. It's an okay price for an okay game. I played Wolfenstein since Return to Wolfenstein. Yeah, because they're like they're older games. Like they've been around for like since the nineties, yeah. I think. And they, they were in that Doom period. Like, exactly. The first Doom yeah. came out where yeah. it was like that style of game. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they've evolved as have a lot of other stuff over the years, and now it's a regular modern day FPS. Yeah. And it's uh it's solid. You have like power like level up stuff you can do. Uh the graphics are pretty solid on it. The story I'm kind of interested in and hoping it picks up a little bit. It's Wolfenstein stuff is about like an alternate timeline of World War II and the Nazis. So there's all this like they have advanced technology and this you like the first level is pretty cool because you have like this kind of D-Day like beachfront thing you're going on to. But there's not like a lot of soldiers around or a lot of gunfire. But you have this huge you have these turrets like set up in like these benches or what are in these uh, trenches. And you have this huge fucking, like, Nazi-controlled, like, tripod War of the Worlds kind of, like, robot thing. (laughs) Just, like, going over the battlefield, like, shooting stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, part, like, you have to get into the trenches. So you're, like, running under it. And you look up, and it's just, like, moving above you, like, shooting shit. It's pretty fun. It's one of those over-the-top ridiculous, like, what the fuck ever, just kind of gameplay things it's it's fun so we'll we'll see how much it picks up later but yeah i've been playing that i've only gotten to like the first uh, chapter of it and then i started playing something else called the evil within yeah which... yeah evil within you do you like that yeah <sighs> nope <laughs> well, well i didn't play it but i've watched blaze play it oh okay before. i i, I thought it's, that was pretty cool what i saw it's not for me yeah. there's uh i tried to play a little of it today and i was really digging it in the beginning where I was like, oh shit, this is going to be like almost like Outlast or something. You're in this small, like fucked up, like mental hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's these people trying to get you. And so you have to be careful and sneak around them. And, you know, cause in the beginning of the game, you get like caught, you're like a police detective and you get caught and this big guy with like cuts all over his body. And he's like, Arr! and he's got like a chainsaw mm-hmm. and he like chases you. And I'm like, oh shit. And I had to like hide in the locker from him. It was, it was very fun. It was he's very like, terrifying. I can't, change, I can't check lockers. <laughs> Because I would have put down my chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. That murder. requires two hands. <laughs> Though, uh, so that part was fun, and I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna be awesome!" And I kept playing it, and that's where I messed up because uh, I like after <laughs> I ended up playing the game I bought, <laughs> and that's that's where I made my mistake. For some reason, you get out of the building. There's this like, there's this guy that like can teleport or something, and he's like got an Assassin's Creed type coat on, and you go through like the whole cities falling apart for some reason like there's buildings falling over and i'm like what the the fuck just happened with this game and like so the first five minutes for 10 minutes are pretty solid because it's like a straight up horror game and then you like have this you have this like thing where you're in this dream world and you sit down in a chair and you have this like stuff that you picked up and it helps you get like perks for your character to like get abilities 
And then you go back to the game and you're shooting these like zombie kind of things and you're chasing this other guy through the woods and it's supposed to be scary, but it's really just gory. And like, it's, uh, I'm not going to play it anymore. I, I played it for like an hour. Yeah, exactly. I was like, thinking it was like five. If it was anything more, don't get me wrong. I've gotten onto the PlayStation network before I've spent like $20 on a game and been like, fuck this. And I email Sony and I'm like, I want my fucking money back. This is stupid. Have you done it? Yeah, I've gotten my money back like twice. Like I've only done it twice. I try not to do it a lot because I'm like, all right, whatever. And so that's where I've learned to be cautious. And I'm just like, oh, if I don't have complete faith in the game, I'll wait until it's on sale or ridiculously cheap or something. And that's what the evil within was. It's like, hey, I've heard okay things about it and it's only five dollars. Okay. And I'm not going to miss that $5. It's fine. It's gone. So um, it's just a game that's all I my donated. PS4 now. So yeah, exactly. I helped Bethesda earn more money so they can make better projects like Skyrim and stuff. So yeah. I guess I guess that'll be okay. But yeah, uh, check out Wolfenstein. Don't check out The Evil Within. <laughs> and, I'm going to use that throughout my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be my creed. What's, what's going to be situation? What's going to be your creed? Check out this, don't check out that? No, just check out Wolf... No, exactly, check out Wolf and <laughs> don't, don't check, check out, out Evil Within. What is that? That doesn't apply to everything in the world, though. You're going to go... No, you're going to go to a theater and you're going to be like, check out Wolfenstein. Yeah. Don't check out the Evil Within. They're like, we don't uh. have... We don't, <laughs> we don't have Wolfenstein. And I'm like, I'm going to go home and write a very angry email to the company. <laughs> and I'm going to ask for my money back. There you go. Good, good <laughs> like, luck. Yeah, give us money. <laughs> good luck getting that back. Uh, and what else we got? Oh yeah, lost from Megan. Let me make make let me make sure real quick. Talk about talk about something while I read this. I've got like ten text messages from her. So uh, let me read this real quick. I I don't like being just put on the spot. I don't <laughs> talk about. talk, I don't damn know. it! I don't want to talk about. <laughs> what did what did we watch last week over at Megan's house? Oh uh, we well uh we popped uh JT's Goonie Cherry. Yeah, I've never seen the Goonies before. Yeah, you never saw the Goonies, so we went and watched it, and uh, JT. I it. really liked it. Like yeah. I told you last week, it was one of those. Uh, I feel like stuff you know being from the past, things that I haven't seen yet. When the hype gets built up for it. I, it's unfortunate that more often than not, they don't live up to the hype. And this is one of the few occasions where it did. Because so that's what was, happened with you with Raiders. Yeah, with like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which you're I, wrong, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it too much. I like Goonies a lot more. But what is, uh, what's some of the stuff you enjoy about the Goonies? Because I, I mean, I, I liked it, but a lot of people, you know, it's it's got a legacy. And I'm interested to see what people like about it specifically. It's a great 80s adventure film where, yeah. where the kids are... Not it's it's almost like Stranger Things where it's like the kids aren't annoying, you know, or Stranger Things is like Goonies rather. The the kids are are likable, they're enjoyable, you care for their characters, they don't get on your nerves, they're on this big round adventure, it has this constant humor going throughout the film where it's actually you know it funny for all ages. Yeah. yeah, And it's 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 not like looking back on it, it's not a kid's movie. Like it's it's got kids in it. But it's not kids' movies. There's very adult stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, and it, and that's kind of the same thing. Like Stranger Things is taken from movies like that. Where yeah, it's like there's kids in there's this kids film, in it, but they're in a real kid. fucking. Well, they're not in a real world, but yeah. they're in an adult world yeah, where things yeah. can go horribly yeah, wrong. It's just, it's just like anything else, like uh, 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 Stand by Me or something like that. Where Which like, I also like haven't seen. Film, so. But like, there's kids. Like there's like, yeah, sure. or it absolutely even like it. Like oh, these are kids. Which we'll probably be seeing in a couple of weeks. I, I hope it's good. I yeah, it's good. But we'll find out. Yeah. I haven't seen the original. Maybe I should go back and watch the original yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't hold up. If, yeah. if you watch it now, when when you're thirty, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, 
Probably not. You'd be like, wow, this isn't scary <laughs> at all. But um, Goonies is, is just a classic. Like, Good. That's, it's just a, such a, it's just a fun adventure film. It's, it, you know, the story, it wasn't written by him, but the story was by uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. And Chris and Columbus Chris did Columbus the, uh, yeah, script. And it has a feeling of like gremlins or something yeah. like that, where it's just like dark type, yeah, fun, <laughs> where it's kind of fucked up. Where you're like, should I really be letting my kids watch this? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, because the gremlins qu- isn't technically a kids' movie either. Yeah, cool. So yeah, Lost with Megan. Uh, let's see. She's really confused by what's going on in the hatch right now. On the island, there's a hatch, and it's owned by what later becomes known as the Dharma Initiative. And so she's discovering all that. They have this really cool, uh, one of the first things the island survivors find out about the Dharma Initiative is they just see like an orientation video where it's just like really cheesy, like 70s, like VHS cassette kind of recording thing. Right. And because that's when the Dharma Initiative was like on the island, like mm-hmm. doing experiments and stuff. And they're like sitting there explaining, like she's really, con- she's like, what the fuck's up with the video? The video doesn't explain anything. And it's like, yeah, it kind of doesn't because like they skip over some points, like the video gets fucked up because it's Mm -hmm. been there for like 30 or 40 Mm -hmm. years. And so it kind of is missing some stuff. But uh, the main thing is that they explain that like there is a pocket of like energy. There's a stuff that builds up in the hatch. There was an incident. It becomes known as the quote unquote incident. And it's very mysterious. But uh, there's leftover residual energy from the incident and it builds up continuously on the islands. Mm. And so in the hatch, you have this literally this old computer that just beeps all the time and it has a timer connected to it. And every time it gets down to like four minutes, I think the timer starts like, and you have to go up to the computer and press, press in the numbers four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. And once you do that, it resets the timer. And, like, that's all it does. And so they see them, the island people, like, the plane crash survivors see one of the guys do it at one point. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, just saving the world. And, like, that's it. <laughs> okay. that, that's all you get for a while. Um, so she'll she'll find out what's going on with that eventually. She's also really excited that Michelle Rodriguez is in it. Why? You don't like Michelle? No. What? I, I like her. She's all right. Oh, I, I, I... No. No? <laughs> no. You don't even like her in like the first Resident Evil movie? No. What? I don't like that movie. <laughs> but that's like I mean, I know the Resident Evil movies are ridiculous, but the Resident Evil one is like my favorite movie because it, it it does the same thing that like the Terminator movies do, mm-hmm. which is like the first one's a horror movie, mm-hmm. even though it's not that good of one. <laughs> the first movie is an, it's a horror movie and right. the other ones are action movies. Yeah, right. And that's why I like about the first Resident Evil movie is that it's trying to be more horror, which is where the original games were instead mm. of the action stuff, kicking zombies heads off kind of thing that it became. But Michelle Rodriguez is in that. And I think she's, I think she's pretty good in that too. I, I think that she's there. Yeah. She's, she's in it. <laughs> Fair enough. She's well, she's in the show too. So there you go. And, uh, yep, that's it. She's also really confused by the character of John Locke. Cause he's very, John Locke is one of the main, main characters in the show. And he is very much a man of faith. And Jack, the other main is character, he the bald one? yeah, John Locke is the bald one. Yeah. yeah, he's the paralyzed guy that can walk when he's on the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack, the other main character guy, is a very much like a man of science. And so there's actually an episode t- titled "Man of Science, Man of Faith," and it's the epitome of like establishing because it's in the first season, and it establishes their ongoing. It goes on throughout like the whole series, like sure. their 
conflict between like i believe in things this way i believe in things this way Mm -hmm. and the thing is is that neither one of them are ever exactly right or wrong throughout the whole show Mm -hmm. and it's a really interesting thing that i'm sure i touched on it before but it's an interesting thing they explore where they're like this is one way to believe and this is another way to believe and you have these two people who are wholly devoted to these two separate ways so how are they going to interact with each other when they have to make these decisions that affect not just them but like everyone else right right and so they're very much like at one point in the show they do like almost kind of split off where they don't have anything to do with each other because they're like fuck that other guy he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and it's yeah (laughs) but it's it's really good so she's only on a season two episode two (laughs) she's or no she's got to be further than that now because episode she texted me and she was like yeah i'm watching episode two because every time i try to watch it i get fucking interrupted but she's got to be further in that now because michelle rodriguez doesn't come in until at least episode like four or five maybe so she's she's getting out of there but lost with megan the weekly update there There it is and we do have some uh so we reached out on facebook and you know we were talking about it earlier but we're the summer movie ride is kind of like done and over petering mm-hmm. out. We've got like Kingsman golden circle, like next month yeah, right. and then blade sure. runner 2049 and October mm-hmm. justice league and Thor in November. But these aren't, you know, summer movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Summer movies are the, you know, big, like whatever, just, yeah, they throw right. like studios, just throw shit at the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And then they make million dollar movies to hopefully make million dollars back. Correct. But that is kind of that huge train is kind of already passed now we're getting a couple more but we're kind of done with the the big selection of them yeah, sure. right now and so good <laughs> yeah we're getting more independent stuff now so that'll be fun so we were out on facebook and we were saying like what people are excited for and uh nez she mm-hmm. she commented on it and she she put one that wasn't on the list because we mentioned things like you know star wars and justice league and she mentioned it which we, we brought up yeah we, we brought up yeah. yeah it's i like i don't know enough about the movie to I, I like <laughs> mostly what i've seen from stephen king but i haven't seen the original and i don't really know about it i think it was just this past past year that i learned it is like not really a clown it just no. takes forms yeah, of it's, it's a shapeshifter yeah it takes forms of what you what it thinks like you would be scared of or yeah. whatever so yeah it's uh, I'm excited for that also. I think I, I hope it's gonna be good. Yeah, a couple weeks away. Do you know anything about it? Like who's directing it or who wrote it or mm-hmm. anything I'll like that? that uh-huh. Do you know anything about the original stuff? About the original, other than Tim Curry being in it. Tim Curry was Pennywise oh. in the original one. Oh, okay. And it was a made-for-TV film. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember the director of that one either. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll look it up. Maybe I'm gonna. Check to make sure we don't have any last minute love from anyone. So there was someone else that said something. I just don't know uh, his name. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Made he, he was just like everything. He's like, I'm excited for all well, this. Well, he was he was referencing a uh, Red Letter Media. They have <laughs> since you posted uh, saying the different big name films. There's a uh, yeah. little thing they did for a little while on Red Letter Media called the Nerd Podcast. Oh, okay. And it was making fun of all like the nerd podcasts and like uh, shows like Collider and like Schmoes No and stuff like that. Like yeah. the Star Wars film comes out, it's like no good. It's like it was really good. It's like, <laughs> it awesome. Like I love it because I'm supposed to love it. Yeah. But like a comic book movies, like I love all comic book movies like ever. 
very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I was like, very it's cool. It's just all of them loving yeah. Yeah, all stuff because they're supposed to. It's like to. <laughs> they released a new title card for uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. As you see, it's all in red. It looks kind of like a lightsaber. Very cool. <laughs> very cool. So yeah, go on YouTube and watch those. They're really fucking funny. Um, but it's just like kind of, it's just, yeah, it's like all the big budget movies. It's like a podcast. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's just like what you guys are trying to be basically is what he's saying. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, I can't find the damn film. Uh, goddamn microphone. That's all right. It's not that important. We'll talk about whenever it comes out. What were you looking for? The director of the original It? No, the new one. Oh, the new one. Eh, we'll find out eventually. What are we? So, what are we seeing next week? I don't even know what comes out next week. <laughs> I, I unfortunately didn't bring the list with me, but I had a list. Like I was, I was bored at fucking work the other day, and so I was sitting on the IMDb on my computer, being like, "All right, what's coming out?" And I. I was like writing down movies that are coming out for the every week until the end of the year, I think, until like December when Star Wars comes out. And so I had some stuff written down. I can't remember what the fuck I had written down for next week. I think maybe what? Because what is next week? September second. September second. Okay, so I don't think it's the Florida Project, but something comes out. We'll fi- we'll figure it out throughout the week. Yeah. Um, let's see. Film releases. Um. Yeah, I don't think anything really big is coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be some smaller things for at least in the next three weeks, probably, because Kingsman doesn't come out until September twenty second. Yeah, and then it. I think it comes out like September fourteenth. The Close Encounters gets re released. Tulip Fever unlocked. Uh, I do until I don't. I'll like <laughs> yeah. I'll te- I'll text you that picture or I'll text you that uh list that I had when I get home. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll... Right, we may check out the, the, they have a new release of the independent film theater. So we may do an independent movie next week or something. Cool. Yeah. The indie, indie film. Or yeah. Something. I know you said Night of the Living Dead's playing over there again. Yeah, so I'm that's gonna, playing right after. I want to go see that. Yeah. yeah. But there's a a new indie movie, so I think uh, Get Big starts. It's like a dark, uh, not dark comedy, but it's like it's a comedy. It's a dry comedy. There. Oh, okay. It looks pretty funny. So. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, we'll figure so. it out. <laughs> and then we'll let everyone know. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Hate. criticisms, <laughs> hates, uh, whatever, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, where and the award goes to. You can also email us. Email us at and the award goes to podcast at gmail dot com. That's and the award goes to podcast, all one word at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. So next week, something. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Whatever yep. Come, whatever comes may. <laughs> whatever something. Yeah. That's um, it. Whatever. How many um, times can I say that's it? That's it? That's it? That's it. All right. All right. Bye. Uh, bye.